Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Dr. Edmondo Robinson, Chief Digital Officer at Moffitt Cancer Center. In part one, we talk about how the mission at Moffitt helps guide strategic decisions, the algorithm his team developed to determine which visits needed to be in-person as opposed to virtual, and why he believes it's critical to view a crisis as an impetus for change and innovation. We'll get to our interview in a moment, but first, a brief word from our sponsor. At CrowdStrike, we stop breaches, and since threat actors often show up with legitimate credentials, stopping them can be tough, especially if your Active Directory hygiene has been less than perfect. But you can secure Active Directory now and clean up later. Find out more about identity protection and AD hardening at CrowdStrike.com healthcare. You know, really wanted to talk a lot about the Center for Digital Health and everything that's happening there. But if you want to start by maybe giving a very high-level overview of Moffitt Cancer Center and what you're focused on right now as Chief Digital Officer. Yeah. So, you know, at a high level, it's really about our mission. And it may seem like, oh, it's always about the mission. But no, really, it's actually about the mission. And so our mission is pretty straightforward. It's the prevention and cure of cancer. It's also very daunting to, to try to figure that out, but that's what we're really about. And organizations in healthcare say that they're mission-driven and, you know, they really try to be, but it permeates, it's tangible here. It is what we are, it is who we are. And so even for, especially for um, Center for Digital Health and for what we do on the digital side, staying true to that mission, that's what drives our strategic decisions. That's what motivates us. That's what we're focused on. Everything that we do should be aligned toward that mission of preventing and curing cancer. Right. You had just started with the organization pretty quickly before COVID hit, right? Yes, I, was, I started in December of 19. So yeah, okay. we had a couple of months before it was like thrown into the deep end of the pool here. Right. So can you talk about how the team had to pivot and try to find a way to meet the needs of patients who are so accustomed to in-person care? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So Pivot is putting it nicely in terms of yeah. how we had to respond to the pandemic, as you might imagine, right? So I'm brand new. We were building our IT shop, which is part of the Center for Digital Health, which is you know, information technology, that whole team, as well as our, our health data services, as well as our digital innovation uh, department. Digital innovation department didn't exist then. IT was in the middle of a rebuild, actually in the beginning of a rebuild. Um, COVID hits. I'm new. Yeah. And so... But again, what's our mission? It's to prevent and cure cancer. Like, so we've got to figure that out in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, the fact that I'm new and our team is going to a re restructure and all that, we got to figure it out. So we quickly did two things that were really critical for our ability to, to continue to, to meet the tenets of our mission. One, we had to get as many people as we could who, who are team members at Moffitt working from home, right? So obviously, if you're a bedside nurse, you're a doc, you're a surgeon, those kind of folks, they had to be on site. But we also have a good portion of our people, including on the research side, because, you know, Moffitt, obviously, we do a ton of research. The ones that could, we got them working from home. And that was not a small feat. We had to figure all that out on the fly. I mean, my team really helped support a lot of that, along obviously with our HR and, and a lot of other folks. But we really had to support the technology of just imagine that, right? Just the laptops yeah. and the computers that you need and all of that stuff and the Zooms and all that. We weren't even using Zoom before this that much. So right. all of that. At the same time, I mean, literally at the same time, we had to figure out how we take care of patients, to your point. Um, and we really needed to keep our patients safe. Our patients are at higher risk, as you might imagine, than, than you know the regular population in terms of infectious disease like, like a coronavirus like this. So 
we quickly shifted and it only took, I mean, it only, it was, it was a heavy lift, but we worked with our virtual health team uh, who really led this and we really supported and enabled our ability to shift our visits by 7,500% increase in our virtual visits. Um, and we did that over weeks, not months. And so that's how we were able to continue to provide care, you know, in that immediate aftermath of, oh my goodness, this is, this is really a pandemic and it's really, really hurting people. Going back to what the first point you had about enabling people to, to work remotely, and when you're talking about researchers, uh, I imagine that was a really big lift, just as far as uh, the information that they needed to have available to them, and then, of course, the security aspect. So I, I can imagine that was an enormous lift. Good fallout on the security. Yes, cybersecurity was <laughs> huge on this one. Absolutely. Because yeah. imagine, yeah. you know, you're, you're trying to collaborate. What's the best collaboration platforms? How secure are they? All of those aspects. Yes. So cyber was huge on this, continues to be huge. And so we actually invest quite a bit of, of our resources toward making sure that we're keeping our data safe, we're keeping our patients' data safe, our research data safe, and our, our team members' data safe. And so without getting in the way of our ability to actually collaborate in ways that are necessary to drive forward our mission to prevent cure cancer. So that was a huge part of this. And so when we say that we had to both from the patient care perspective and virtual visits, as well as from the work from home perspective, when we say that we were able to do this, turn this around really, really quickly, that includes our ability to do it in a way that is secure and safe for our patients and for our team members. Right. And then you just mentioned the, uh, the huge increase in virtual visits. And I imagine that there was really a lot that had to go into being able to uh, provide care for cancer patients virtually. Yeah. So what some people don't necessarily realize is that the majority of cancer care, the vast majority of cancer care is ambulatory, is outpatient. Um, so most mm -hmm. cancer care is not in the hospital. And I'm a hospitalist, so I, I have to admit that most of the care is not <laughs> under my purview. Right. But even within that outpatient realm, you know, we had some really smart, you know, virtual health team leaders, as well as clinicians, you know, faculty members who had to decide, okay, what are the kinds of visits, what are the types of visits that are most amenable to virtual care and which ones really require that you are physically seen. And so we actually had to go through that process and make sure that we were optimizing our, our virtual visits so that we were really, again, at the height of it, really only seeing people physically who we absolutely had to see physically. So that was a process and then we had to work through that and really optimize that kind of algorithm around, around who, who was best to receive that kind of care. And then for folks who we did we felt like we physically need to see if you've got to have a, a chemotherapy infusion, if you've got to have a radiation therapy treatment, obviously, if you have to have a procedure, even if you need testing, by the way, we did drive through testing. We were really early on where we would just have you drive through and we would, you know, we'd have our team come out while you're still in your car and we'll do your, your testing uh, for you. Not, not talking about COVID testing. I'm talking about all the other labs and tests that we have uh, patients come into the lab okay. for. Yeah, oh, no, wow. we're talking about all those labs. We had a drive-through lab <laughs> so that we could really try to keep people as safe as possible. Right. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And going back a little bit, you talked about IT being in the middle of, of a rebuild. Was that in terms of like the EHR or uh, what was the nature of that? It was really a reset of IT. It wasn't EHR specific. It was really a reset of IT for mm -hmm. us with an acknowledgement that Moffitt has grown exceptionally fast. I mean, it's only 35 years old. To be an NCI Comprehensive Cancer Center and the only one in Florida in that time period is, is like remarkable. 
And it was an acknowledgement that that growth trajectory is not slowing down. So therefore, we had to rethink what the best IT structure would be to support our ongoing growth and really excellence um, in terms of uh, achieving our mission. So we did that work, and then we, we had a restructuring and an investment in those services uh, and that infrastructure so that we can support our growth moving forward. And so that was one of the first things I did when I got here. And again, we were just getting started before the pandemic hit. Nothing like a pandemic to change up your plans, right? Well, you know, what's oh, interesting wow. about it, that's absolutely true. What's interesting about that, though, I will say, again, as a digital leader, the pandemic required us to advance our innovation in digital probably about five years in about five months. I think yeah. that's how fast we moved. Right. Really, one of the big questions is what happens going forward? And Use use the words refresh strategy, and I thought that was really interesting because it it kind of reflects what has to happen going forward with uh, with digital. Yes, absolutely. Strategy refresh is critical. So in the middle of a pandemic, in the beginning, certainly you're just trying to keep people safe and and take care of people as much as possible. At some point, though, you realize that one you you're settled in, you're still in the middle of a pandemic, but you kind of have a have a routine, and you're kind of moving through it, kind of different waves aside. And you realize that the strategy you had pre-pandemic may not be the strategy you should continue to have broadly across your whole enterprise. And if that's true, then what's your approach? So there's a couple of ways you could think about it. One way is you could say, okay, well, let me just survive this pandemic. If we can just get on the other end, then we're good. That's one approach, you know, survive. But another approach could be, what did we learn? What are we learning from our response? Like you said, this pandemic as an impetus for that change and for that innovation. What have we learned and how should that learning influence our strategy moving forward? And mm-hmm. so that we come out of the pandemic and we'll get out of it at some point. We come out of the pandemic actually smarter, stronger, and further along than when we went in. If that's going to be your approach, then you have to be strategic about that approach. Right. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about how you are approaching that just as far as how to move forward or, or which, which initiatives definitely are going to have a place going forward? Yeah, so our strategy refresh was pretty comprehensive, led by our, our chief strategy officer. And so we really did, we took a, another look at our, what we call the Impact 2028. So we had a 10-year plan that we had launched in 2018. We had to take a really thorough look at it. Now, it also helped that our, our CEO is about a year in. So he was coming in around, around a year ago as well. So that helped with our some of our strategy refresh work. But Really, what we, we said was, where should we be focused our energy, our attention, our resources? We have limited resources. We're not we're a not-for-profit cancer center. With limited resources, where do we focus that? And so we really rethought that. Interestingly, digital now, uh, really the way we think about it is it powers our strategy. It enables our strategy. It's part of the infrastructure. It drives that strategy forward. It accelerates that strategy. It enables that strategy. It's built into all aspects and, and parts of the strategy. Before it was like a pillar. We had, okay, digital was one of our pillars. Now it's like, yeah. we're going to bake it into everything. And that that's one of the changes that we, because we realized just how critical it was for us to function through the pandemic. And so we said, hey, yeah. we should probably really think about it as a core component of our infrastructure, not, not this thing that's off in the side in some, you know, windowless room somewhere, but really a core part of our overall strategy. Yeah. So is that how uh, the Center for Digital Health came about? It really was born. I would say that I was flirting with this idea before we fully did the strategy refresh, but I think all of this came together 
the pandemic, me coming on board, our new CEO coming on board, me creating a whole new department that we call digital innovation. That's our third department that we created and brought a VP digital in. All that came together to say, yes, this is the right way to build digital in as the enabler and accelerator of our overall strategy by having these three departments, IT, your core IT functions, your data functions and cancer registry and and data science and artificial intelligence and all those components under data. And then your innovation function, which is your cutting edge, build new, leverage the tools from data and IT to really drive forward to the the next stage and the next stage of of our innovation and evolution. Bringing those three together so that they work really tightly and not redundantly, but really kind of work in concert to accelerate and enable our overall strategy. That's what the Center for Digital Health does. So that structure, yes, is I guess the almost the physical or operational embodiment of that concept of digital mm-hmm. in, uh, accelerating and enabling our strategy. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.